With the finalization of some new cross-border data transfer rules in China coming into effect, companies are looking at how they need to adapt their business models. To get an explanation of the new rules' importance, we're on the line this week with our Senior Vice President for China Operations, Matt Margulies. From the U.S. China Business Council in Washington, D.C., I'm Ian Hutchinson, and this is the China Business Minute. Matt Margulies is our Senior Vice President for China Operations based in Beijing. Matt, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks, Ian. Always good to be back and chat. Okay, so I understand that there have been some pretty important developments in China's data security and data privacy sphere recently. So can you kind of introduce for our audience what's happened and then why it's significant? Absolutely. On July 7th, China's Cyberspace Administration released new rules. The formal name is the Outbound Data Transfer Security Assessment Measures, but we can just call them uh, the cross-border measures. Uh, But these are rules that industry has been awaiting basically since China passed its cybersecurity law back in 2016. So in 2016, the cybersecurity law was published and did include requirements for certain types of data to need a government-approved security review before it could be sent from a company outside of China. At the time, there was not a lot of detail on what was required to do that, how it could be done, who would be doing it, really anything for companies to actually react to. Now, if we fast forward six years later to last week, and these measures for cross-border data security reviews were finally promulgated. I will say that we had seen drafts of the rules in the past and other iterations prior to those drafts that ultimately went into, I would say, legislative purgatory and never materialized. But now, What's happened last week is now that these cross-border data security review measures are final and the processes are in place. So this is significant primarily for multinationals in China and, of course, Chinese companies and their overseas operations because the cross-border transfer of data is really vital to seamless business operations, whether that's transferring employee data between offices, whether that's holding certain financial data of customers and their loan portfolios, just as an example, or whether that's other stuff. But really... Any competitive company in 2022 leverages data in some capacity. And so rules that potentially lock that data into China without government approval has the chance to change how companies do business, not only in China, but also globally. Right. So so that's an important development because, as you noted, you know, in this day and age, every company is a data company, not just big Internet companies, but basically any industrial company, service providers, manufacturers, etc., Everyone utilizes data these days and and usually on a global scale. So what do companies need to do? What are companies saying? What are they doing about it? How are they adapting their business models? Kind of give us a lay of the land. So at the time of this recording, it's only been a week since the cross-border measures have been finalized. So I would say companies are still doing a lot of internal assessment to try and make sure they are fully compliant. Um, But I will say that they finally have a recognition of what their general obligations are in a formal way. But even in these rules, there is still enough ambiguity on process and on key terms that companies still don't have perfect clarity yet on what they need to do. They have better clarity, but not perfect clarity. So what do I mean by that? Well, the rules themselves adopt volume thresholds for companies that, if they're met, they require government uh, reviews of data transfers. And so for companies that transfer personal information of 1 million people outside of China, they will need to undergo a government security review. In addition to that, if companies cumulatively transfer only 100,000 records of personal information outside of China dating back to January 1 of the prior year, 
or 10,000 records of sensitive personal information dating back to the prior year, they will also have to undergo a security review. Lastly, companies that transfer important data out of China of any amount. And again, important data is, is an ill-defined concept that is somewhat equated to national security data. But if companies are transferring important data outside of China to any degree, they will also need to undergo a security review. Lastly, operators of critical information infrastructure in China, again, another undefined group of companies, they must also undergo reviews. And so there's a number of different thresholds companies need to be monitoring. But if you're a company of any significant size, a multinational basically doing business in China, it is very likely in some way you will probably need to undergo a security review for transfer of your data overseas. In addition to the volume thresholds, though, at a minimum, these rules go into effect basically seven weeks after they were promulgated, so September 1st of 2022. And so that's a quick transition for a global company that operates across many markets, operating in many jurisdictions, many layers of, of bureaucracy within a company to go through to make sure you're compliant in all the areas in which you operate. And so um, that, that's definitely going to be a challenge. There is a six-month buffer after implementation, which takes you roughly to March 1st of 2023 to retroactively comply for your existing transfer mechanisms. But again, there's still a lot of ambiguity about how to go through that transfer, that, that um, review process, right? So in addition to short turnaround times for getting compliant, companies are also unsure about the review process itself. For example, companies declare their cross-border transfers to provincial regulators, who then pass it to central government regulators. And at each level, they will have to assess whether it, whether their applications pass muster. That's a 12-day window for both provincial and, and central regulators to cumulatively review that. After that, if it is accepted, the central government regulators, the CAC, will conduct an interagency process for a 45-day review of that cross-border data transfer security assessment. In addition to the 45 days, there is no upper bound timeline on the review from the government. So um, in draft measures that were released last year, they were given a roughly 60-day maximum window for reviewing company applications for data transfers. In the final draft just published last week, that upper bound has been taken away where there is an indefinite time period that the government can review data transfer applications if they need it. So that's another significant challenge for companies that are going to need a little bit more clarity. Um, it's also not clear the criteria for which China's Cyberspace Administration, both at the provincial and central levels, will assess their security reviews. So if a company submits their transfer materials to the government for review, it could be going into a process for which they have little insight of whether or not it can go forward, right? What, what in the eyes of the government determines whether or not this review is okay and this, uh, and this transfer is not, right? Where's that line uh, come down? And so it's going to be pretty difficult for a global company to operate with that level of uncertainty of whether or not, frankly, their business model can be sustained or if they need to significantly alter that model in China and make their business in China uniquely separate from their global business. Okay, so impacts, ambiguity sound like they're going to be fairly taxing for, for companies in the near and long term. Um, what do you think is coming next then? Well, a phrase we've been continually saying over the last few years, and I'm guessing the audience is probably tired of hearing, but it's, it's we'll continue to wait for further clarity. We as an organization will, of course, push, uh, push the Chinese government for explainers and accompanying regulations to help flesh out the unwritten parts of this regulation. But I think it's safe to say the impacts of this will be significant for members, even as they are still working through the the ambiguity a little bit, right? It's still a little too early to tell how significantly companies will need to adjust, but 
If you recall when the European Union's GDPR privacy rules came out a few years ago, it definitely created significant compliance burdens for companies. The system that China has now introduced pulls on many elements of the GDPR framework that the EU introduced, but it also incorporates many China-specific characteristics, especially many China-specific security characteristics that could make its system even more complex than EU than the EU GDPR. And so um, that's going to be something that companies have to weigh in terms of how, how this impacts their business model in China and, and really what it means for, for their future business in China. So I, I think we need to stay tuned a little bit, but I would definitely say this is an area that companies are, are watching with, with great concern. All right. Thanks very much for the roundup, Matt. Sure thing, Ian. Happy to be here as always and look forward to seeing you next time as we have a bit further to discuss and hopefully a bit further clarity from our, our Chinese counterparts. Thanks a lot. Again, Matt Margulies is our Senior Vice President for China Operations based in Beijing. The China Business Minute is a production of the U.S. China Business Council. And as always, you can learn more about the work that we do on our website, uschina.org. If you like the show, leave it a rating and a review as it helps other people to find it. And as always, thanks very much for listening, and we will be back next week.